This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services at 800-600-1645. That's 800-600-1645. 800-600-1645. Now, spreading freedom across the nation, this is The Buck Sexton Show. Well, it is The Buck Sexton Show. However, Buck is not here today. Michael Pelka sitting in for my friend Buck Sexton. He will be back tomorrow. And hopefully my voice will be back tomorrow for the return of the primetime edition of Pure Opelka. 7 to 10 here on the Blaze Radio Network. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to all of the uh, crew here that assemble in the Freedom Hut. Today I'm, I'm coming to you live from the constitutionally protected First Amendment bunker, the free speech bunker in the woods of Delaware, where it's been raining for the last three days and it's getting to be a little depressing. But we're in a new year. We're in 2017. As of about Hmm, 45 seconds ago, Vice President Biden, outgoing Vice President Biden, just gaveled in the new Senate, and uh, things are in action. Now, any of your friends who said, uh, oh, gee, uh, there's a there's a 15-minute recess where the old Senate closes and the new Senate starts, and maybe, just maybe, President Obama will do a recess appointment of Merrick Garland and he'll be on the Supreme Court. Well, no, no, that, that's not happening. And even if the president, the outgoing president, were foolish enough to do that, um, it, it wouldn't hold up. It's already been in constitutionally uh, denied. It's already been something that, that the Supreme Court has said, no, no, that's not a legitimate thing. So all of your... All of your buddies who are on the left, and let's not kid ourselves, we have people who can't handle the fact that it's President-elect Trump. They all need to, they need a hug. So give them a hug today, because today, today starts the 115th Congress. And the GOP has 241 seats, and the Dems have 194, and they hold a slim 52-48 majority in the Senate. But that's enough to say with the White House that you have a mandate, Republicans, and what will you do with it? Now, as we speak, there's uh, an emergency meeting going on. As you may have heard, last night, the House changed some of the rules and decided to uh, eliminate the bipartisan external ethics review panel, and the left lost its mind. Donald Trump even said, with all the things we have to do, this is not a priority, guys. And I think Trump, who, again, was not my choice for president, neither was Hillary. He wasn't my first choice. 
I voted for him because I wanted the Supreme Court in the hands of a conservative or even a sort of conservative. But Trump showed his presidential timber by posting that tweet because now there's this emergency meeting. Uh, McCarthy and uh, Speaker Ryan were both against this move, this move to uh, change the ethics rules. And they were soundly defeated in the initial vote. Well, with all of the stink that was made in the last 12 hours, it appears that uh, Republicans have said, uh, you know, guys, uh, uh, we might want to rethink this. And so there's this emergency meeting going on right now where we should have had the uh, gaveling in of the new House and going on with the 115th con Congress. But uh, th they're not even close to a quorum. So th things are moving. But uh, Biden will now swear every all the new members of the Senate will be sworn in. And then he will take everybody into the room where they do the family photos. And he uh, he makes all those uncomfortable moves. <laughs> I'm going to start laughing. All those uncomfortable moves with the women where Uncle Joe gets a little handsy. So that might be going on today. We might get some good video out of this. And I, uh, if you want to join the conversation on Twitter, please. Uh, my, my Twitter handle is at StuntBrain, all one word, S-T-U-N-T-B-R-A-I-N. Earlier, just minutes before the start of the 115th Congress, I tweeted that um, they all kept talking about swearing in on MSNBC and CNN and Fox. Today, the swearing in. And in the back of my head, I just wish they were swearing. I really wish we would hear some of these people in hot mic-like moments actually saying how they felt. Because you know they curse like sailors. Are you, are you kidding me? You, Boehner, now that he's gone, can you imagine what Boehner was really saying when the cameras weren't on? So I wish that would happen. Now, coming up on today's show, we're going to talk about uh, several different things. We're monitoring this emergency meeting of the House GOP on the ethics rules changes. We're monitoring the swearing in. If uh, Biden will, in fact, get handsy. I don't think there was even a snowball's chance in hell that Obama was going to try and make a recess appointment of Merrick Garland to the Supreme Court. Oh, I forgot. Aside from it being unconstitutional, it would also cost Garland his position that he holds right now, a position he's been paid to do for the last nine months, but hasn't been able to do it because he is a appointee or a nominee, which seems to be a pretty good gig. You get a nine-month vacation? So Garland really owes us nine months of work. I prefer we wouldn't give him another break like that. But um, we'll get to North Korea We'll monitor this situation. I want to talk more about Russia. I want to talk about Julian Assange. Uh, I don't know how real of an opportunity we have, but I reached out to Sean Hannity. Sean is doing an interview with Julian Assange tonight, face-to-face -face interview. It, uh, it purports to be groundbreaking. So if, uh, if we have a chance to get Sean on for a couple of minutes, uh, I'll do it. Uh, it might be a snowball's chance in hell, I know. But I think that would be fascinating to see what's going on there. And, and why? Why is that so darn fascinating? Well, J Julian Assange himself has a pretty interesting take on the entire Russia situation and uh, the, the 
I, I don't want to use the word hacking. This was Podesta falling for a phishing scam. Grandpa got on the computer and gave up his password and name. But Assange actually, in, in the clip they released, seems to uh, support that it wasn't the Russian government. Listen to what he said. We can say, um, we have said uh, repeatedly uh, over the last two months uh, that our source uh, is not the Russian government uh, and it is not a state party. So it's not the Russian government, at least Assange says that, and it's not the state party. So who is it? Who is responsible for this? Very interesting. This will be one to watch. Um, I may go back to uh, the latest breaking news on the Don Lemon New Year's Eve night because there is one element of that uh, drunken binge that doesn't seem to have been picked up by many in the mainstream media. I'm very upset that uh, President Obama has chosen uh, next, w next Wednesday, I think it is. Yeah, the, uh, the 10th. The 10th, or is it a week from today? Uh, so it's next Tuesday. President Obama will be giving his farewell address to the nation, his final speech. He's doing it in Chicago. Why? Why Chicago? You're not from Chicago. You adopted the city. You co-opted the city. It was your springboard into politics. Yes, your library will be built there, but you're from Hawaii. You're probably going to end up in Hawaii or California if Michelle runs for the Senate. So why Chicago? Don't they have enough problems? So that's next week. I also am upset with the president because he was on vacation he came back uh, yesterday in order to meet with Democrats and try and cobble out some idea of a plan to save his legacy, meaning to save bits and pieces of Obamacare. But as we heard from Rand Paul yesterday, it's a full court press to get rid of Obamacare as soon as possible. Rand Paul appears to be leading this charge. I'm happy to see a libertarian taking the lead on that. But Obama, instead of uh, doing what I think is better for the country overall, is there trying to rescue his legacy. He's there to protect his own butt. President Obama comes back from his vacation and tries to shore up what's left of his legacy. And the situation in North Korea with a, uh, with a report that they are close to an intercontinental ballistic missile, something that could go more than 3,000 miles from North Korea to anywhere meaning America, parts of uh, Eastern Europe. So this bobo in North Korea is threatening the world, basically. And what is Obama worried about? His farewell speech and saving his legacy. You had time to screw with Israel, sir, but you didn't have time to jump on this. Where is John Kerry? Where are you and John Kerry? All you had time to do was mess with one of our best friends instead of getting out there in front of the North Korean situation. Now, I understand through some of the, um, how to phrase this uh, without getting into trouble. Uh, I understand through some of the channels I speak to that we have special ops ready to go in case North Korea does something dumb, that we're, we are on alert. And that's where I'm going to leave it. But it would have been nice if we didn't get this far. It would have been nice if this 
this had been prevented, and I think it is preventable. So it's one of those one of those strange things. So we'll talk about that a little bit. And Rachel Maddow, I want to start doing something called the Maddow Meltdown at night on my little show, where we try and find one little meltdown from Rachel Maddow each and every day, because I think she is the example of what's wrong with progressives, what's wrong with the uber left. So last night, Rachel Maddow had a show. She was back when many of the talk show hosts were not. I guess she wanted to be ready for the new Congress when it started. So Maddow had a meltdown. And uh, I clipped up a little bit for you. So after the break, when we get back, why don't we discuss Rachel Maddow's meltdown? Because it relates to the new Congress. And it shows you the actual difference between the left and the right. The uber liberals and conservatives or people who are basically constitutionalists like myself. We'll deal with that next when the Buck Sexton Show returns. Buck Sexton. The Blaze Radio Network. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services at 800-600-1645. That's 800-600-1645. 800-600-1645. You're listening to The Buck Sexton Show. Mike Opelka in for a buck today. He'll be back tomorrow. I appreciate the trust in turning over the keys to this, uh, this frequency, this time zone. It's been a, it's already been an interesting start of the year. At least here it has. As we look at, you know, 2016 just sucked. Can, can I just say that out loud? 2016, uh, don't let the doorknob hit you where the good Lord split you. Keep moving. Although one of the most interesting things of 2016 for me was Don Lemon and its train wreck television. I know it. I know I'm not supposed to like it, but I really, I really enjoy watching unpredictable train wreck television and while some people think those housewife shows are train wreck tv no they're scripted what happened with don lemon on new year's eve he started drinking in the eight o'clock hour almost four hours before they were going to ring in the new year so that by 10 and 11 o'clock he was hammered he even said at one point that he was kind of lit And if you listen to his speaking at the opening of it, and then at the closing of the show, you hear him. You hear him start slurring his words. If Don Lemon had been stopped on the road, he would have have been written up, and not for caffeine intake. It It was brilliant. It was wonderful. It was fantastic. But the one part of it 
that really got me that no one's paid attention to was at the end of the night. Don Lemon, well, Brooke Baldwin and Don Lemon were talking to a young couple who had just gotten engaged and they were talking about getting, uh, getting married in September of 2017. And I guess Don Lemon got, got caught up in the emotion of the moment because a half hour earlier as he was slamming tequila shots before he got a needle pushed through his earlobe and got a piercing live on TV, Lemon told Baldwin he was ready for a relationship. And maybe none of us knew just how ready Don Lemon was, but this happened. Where are you guys from? Utah. Utah. I was just in Zion. Brooke, will you marry me? And the music came up very loud at the end of that because the CNN directors realized that it was time to get away from Don Lemon. The last words we heard from Don Lemon on New Year's Eve were, Brooke, will you marry me? Listen to it again. Brooke, will you marry me? CNN cutaway to Nashville. I have tweeted out asking Brooke Baldwin if she gave him a reply. I know, it ain't happening. I believe Don Lemon uh, leads uh, what, what's properly known as an alternative lifestyle. So I don't think Brooke Baldwin is his type, is all I'm saying. Now, will Don Lemon get fired? I hope not. I think Don Lemon was doing uh, ultimate reality television. He was celebrating New Year's Eve. And I found it fascinating. I found it more interesting than Mariah Carey. Now, I think that was scripted. I think Mariah Carey having her little screw-up was just to get buzz about her dumb reality show called Mariah's World, which I won't be watching, I haven't watched, and you couldn't force me to watch it. Okay, I promised you guys the Mad Owl Meltdown. I don't know if I'm going to have time for the Mad Owl Meltdown. But let me give you this. We'll, we'll get to the Mad Owl Meltdown after the next block. The interesting thing is that, uh, that I wanted to talk about was the, the shooting in Istanbul. That 20, 39 people killed, uh, almost 80 people still in the hospital fighting for their lives. A guy from Wilmington, Delaware, was in there. The only American shot was in the, uh, the bar, and he survived, thank God. Uh, and, and he talked about it on NBC. At least I thought he talked about it on NBC. Apparently, he didn't talk about it on NBC. Hold on a second. His name was Rack. I was probably the luckiest person in the whole thing. I do find myself very fortunate. Uh, I was with nine people. Seven of us were shot. He was with nine people. Seven of them got shot by this guy. How did he live? How did he survive? What happened? He was walking on a bench above my head where my head was underneath. When he shot me, I didn't move. I just let him shoot me. I don't know where you get the instinct to play dead. And it's got to hurt like hell that somebody's walking on a table above you and shooting right down into you a few feet below. That instinct saved this guy's life. Mr. Mr. Rack, you're lucky to be here, sir. I hope you do something great with your 2017 and going forward. God looked out for you, sir. And we're happy you're alive. We hope the others get better soon. Come back, Mad Owl Meltdown is next.
Buck Sexton Show on the Blaze Radio Network. is uh, the Blaze Radio Network. It is not Buck Sexton, Mike Opelka, sitting in for my buddy Buck. He'll be back tomorrow. We are watching uh, stuff happen in D.C. as the new Congress begins. Now, last night, the news that the ethics changes were, were going to take effect and caused a, a full-on meltdown in Democrats and in some Republicans and in President-elect Trump saying, really, this is what you want to do? Horrible optics. I honestly don't know why they would have done that. Uh, it, it's amazing. So we are now hearing that the meeting that's taking place has yielded a, a flip, that they're not going to do that, that they're actually going to uh, change the rules to go back to the old way. Um, let me look here. I'm just getting reporting. Internal sources at the blaze. House GOP leaders pulled the proposal that would gut independence ethics paddle panel. So uh, that's pretty good news. Uh, it's also dumb, though, because you gave, you gave your opposition a real interesting look at a split in the party. You had Paul Ryan and Kevin McCarthy saying, this is not a good idea, and the rank and file voted to, to make that change. And it just it just makes it it makes it look really bad. So, you know, guys, you had it. You had it. Uh, And also there's breaking news. Uh, The Blaze is reporting, as are several sources now, Megyn Kelly will be leaving Fox to go to drumroll, please. NBC. NBC News Chairman Andrew Lack wooed Ms. Kelly away from Fox News by offering her a triple role in which she will host her own daytime news and discussion program, anchor an in-depth Sunday night news show, and then be part of the network's special political programming and big event coverage. I, I just, I can't see Megyn Kelly sitting between Chris Matthews and Rachel Maddow. I I don't know about this. Uh, it, it's, it's really bizarre. And speaking of Maddow, the Maddow meltdown, I've, I've talked to you about this before. I watch Rachel Maddow, so you don't have to. It's kind of public service, if you will. I, I do combat duty and endure the, the slings and arrows against conservatism on the progressive Rachel Maddow show. And I'm sure she's making seven to $12 million a year and, and talking about income inequality all day long. Just one of those things. So last night, and this keep bear this in mind last night, Rachel Maddow was deciding to spend about, Oh, about 10 minutes talking about the new Congress versus the old Congress. And what's happened in Maddow's mind, over the past three congressional terms, in other words, the last six years, was a crime. She absolutely hated the fact that the 
the 2010 midterm elections gave the House control back to Republicans. And she was furious at what didn't happen. Now, herein lies the difference between liberals and conservatives, between progressives and constitutionalists. I'm a guy who believes that the least amount of government is the best amount of government. Yes, we obviously need rules. We need a little bit of rules. A progressive wants more rules. They want everybody in your life under control of the big government. So when, when we had a Congress that was not writing bills every hour, it really bugged the hell out of the uh, uber liberals. For example, Rachel Maddow talking about the last three, the last three congressional uh, sessions. Since the Republicans took control of the House in 2010, the three Congresses since then rank first, second, and third as the least productive Congresses we've ever had since anybody started tracking the productivity of Congresses. At the now, first of all, you judge Congress on volume versus the quality of the law. So if you passed one really great law, you would not be determined to be as great as a Congress that passed a bunch of uh, bills or laws about changing post office names or little piddly crap. That's the way this is a, a key inside the mind of a progressive inside the mind of an Uber liberal. She continues World War II. This Congress just ending today also had the lowest confirmation rate for civilian nominees in modern American history. Civilian nominees. Maybe they didn't like President Obama's picks for certain positions. So they, they dragged their feet. And why not? If you have a chance to then turn things around, I think it's your responsibility to your party to do so, Ms. Maddow. So that, that's not necessarily unproductive to me. That's not necessarily a bad thing. Rachel Maddow continues. For the first time since the modern budget process was created in 1974, this Congress, for the first time ever, they didn't even try to pass a budget. Well, now, maybe that had something to do with the fact that the president would say, you pass that, I ain't signing it. Now, I don't like the way we did all the continuing resolutions myself. But I will tell you this, what's, it, you know, writing a budget that's only going to be ripped up by the president what is the old saying go in the Don Lemon household? What's the use in getting sober when you're just going to get drunk again? Okay, that was a low shot. Sorry, Don. But Maddow continues with her little meltdown here. At least in, in previous terrible Congresses, they tried and failed <laughs> to pass a budget. This time, they didn't even bother to try before they failed. This Congress that just died, uh, this, excuse me, this Congress that just ended today. Freudian slip? Freudian slip, Ms. Maddow, what did you say? This, excuse me, this Congress that just ended today. They also worked the fewest days of any Congress in the last 60 years. Now that's, that bears understanding. The fewest days in the last 60 years. Why, why is she bringing that up? The fewest days in D.C. You are elected to represent your district. And to me, that says they weren't in D.C. working. They might have been home in their district talking to their people. That would be a better thing for me 
than the opposite. Well, Rachel Maddow wasn't done there. She had a few more things to say about the 114th Congress that just checked out last night. Congress is less popular than gum on your shoe. Congress is less popular than gum on your socks. Congress is less popular than gum in your hair. And it has been for a good long time. But this Congress that is just wrapping up today, they are special. They have truly distinguished themselves for doing absolutely freaking nothing. Hmm. Absolutely freaking nothing, except preventing the last vestiges of the Constitution to be torn up and put into a pile for kindling for Barack Obama's final barbecue at the White House. Doing nothing is still doing something. If we, if we, if we make, quote, what was it, Rush? <laughs> if you choose not to decide, you still have made a choice. But I would prefer a Congress that does nothing than a Congress that makes a bunch of jackass rules and regulations and laws that will only hinder the freedoms of this country. Maddow goes on, but wait, there's more. That said, a new Congress starts tomorrow morning, and the new Congress that starts tomorrow is going to be very different. Than she sounds like she's a little scared. It's been for these past few years. I mean, it's possible they may be so atrophied from lack of activity that they're all going to sprain something when they raise their hands to get sworn in tomorrow. But barring that, we are expecting that things are going to get very, very, very busy, very, very fast starting tomorrow, which will be a new thing to behold after watching Congress do Zippo for six straight years. We have the last six years we've lived through have been the least productive time in Congress ever. Least productive based on whose standards. And this is the message. This is why we have such a time dealing with our progressive friends. It's because people like Rachel Maddow and Chris Matthews are out there saying, we're just not seeing enough bills passed. We're just not seeing enough government created. Because government doesn't create jobs, it creates paperwork. And it creates regulation. And it creates constraints and chains and shackles. And for the, for the simple fact that these last three Congresses have been controlled by the Democrat or by the Republicans and have been the least, in, in terms of Democrats' minds, the least productive, meaning the fewest number of bills passed, makes me very happy. It makes me smile, in fact. So I'm, I'm standing here applauding, learning that we don't have a productive Congress to look back on the last six years. But I'm also standing in great anticipation, hoping that all the promises we heard during the campaign will be fulfilled by this Congress. If not, I guess we'll just have to uh, take a page out of, out of the new Celebrity Apprentice and Arnold Schwarzenegger's book. And in 2018, they might hear this. You had terminated. Get to the chopper. Yeah, that's what Arnold said last night. When he, okay, I had to work it in somewhere. You're terminated. Now get to the chopper. I'm terminating myself. When we get back, oh boy, Hillary Clinton spotted. Yeah, I know. I know. Nobody knows where she is, but she was spotted, and we'll talk about that next when the Buck Sexton Show returns. This is the Buck Sexton Show. The Blaze Radio Network. 
Brock Sexton. New from Disney and Pixar, in association with the producers of Where's Waldo, comes a major motion picture for our time, ripped from the headlines, especially if the only headlines you see are on HLN. She's lost and all alone in a great big world, flushed from the headlines, trying to make it back home. Is she in the woods? Is she out of the woods? Is she in a coffee house? Is she being hacked by the KGB? Or in the secluded underwater prison, a captive of the evil Trumpfish, finding Hillary. Just keep voting, just keep voting, just keep the voting. The latest post-apocalyptic post-election animated classic featuring a two-dimensional candidate in a three-dimensional political world, finding Hillary. Opening Friday, ready G whiz, will you get over it? I love that. I love that. And I, I'll be standing in line to see that movie when it opens this Friday. I played that because... Uh, my buddy who works uh, at a radio station out of D.C., Chris Plant, posted a picture of Hillary at a restaurant all by herself. It, it, it's a table for five people. And she's sitting there all by herself. It looks really, really sad. And I actually, I actually look at it and I say, oh, oh, my gosh, poor Hillary Clinton. She's, she's lost twice now in runs for the White House. And she, she thought she had this in the bag. I feel so bad. No, I don't feel bad for her. The Clintons have been in power forever. Even Van Jones said the other, was it Sunday? Van Jones was on with Jake Tapper. And he said the Clinton era has ended. And I think that's a great thing. I think American politics deserves a churn. I get, I get so ticked off when I hear about people like the Dingle family, appropriately named Dingle family, who have occupied one seat in the Michigan, uh, a Michigan congressional seat for more than 60 years. Can you imagine? They have had a family member in that seat in Congress so long, that seat is known as the Dingle seat. It just, it just, it, it smacks me right in the head. And it says, no, what are you doing, people? There are no royal families in this country. And the fact that the American people said no to another royal family effort by the Clintons gave me so much hope. And yes, I'm not the biggest Trump fan in the world. I know I keep saying that. So if you are a big Trump fan, that's fine. Just know I wanted a constitutional conservative in that seat. I didn't get it. Maybe we'll get a constitutional conservative in the Supreme Court. And that, that will be the greatest thing that could happen. The greatest thing that could come out of this Trump presidency, in my opinion, is to have an uber- conservative Supreme Court. So, like a boy can dream, and apparently every now and then these dreams come true. So I've got, uh, I've got a breakaway here at the end of the hour. Uh, guests coming up, uh, I want to talk about the nuclear showdown with uh, North Korea, the potential nuclear showdown with North Korea, and what better person to talk to about that with but Gordon Chang, the guy who wrote the book, Nuclear Showdown, North Korea Takes on the World. I don't understand how North Korea doesn't collapse on itself 
the people are starving. What does North Korea make that they can sell to get all this junk to make all this military might? It's a mystery to me, but we'll ask Gordon Chang just around the corner. Mike Opelka of Pure Opelka in for Buck Sexton on the Blaze Radio Network. Come back. Join the party, won't you? You're listening to Buck Sexton on the Blaze Radio Network.